Wake-up clock has started. Prepare to enter a whole new dimension. It's a view from space with the Spaceman. Only on the new Mojo Radio, 640 Toronto. year is divided into eight separate stations or holidays or festivals that are determined by the position of the sun. Each station, each festival, each holiday was marked by a festival that began at sundown on the eve of the event and lasted until sundown on the day of the event. The ancient Celts were part of an agricultural society and the changing of the seasons and the natural patterns the seasons brought helped define the routine of their lives. All of your Christian festivals and holidays coincide with the Celtic ancient feasts. So, Happy New Year. Do you get it? It's the new year tomorrow. Because you see, in the ancient world of the Celts and the Druids, which your leaders of this world are following, this is New Year's Eve. The new year begins October 31st. November 1st and November 2nd. It's a three-day festival. It's where there is no time. In this holiday they call Samhain, October 31st to November 2nd. It's the Celtic New Year and also a festival of the dead. And doesn't that fit perfectly because don't you think that we do live in a culture of death? I mean, a, a culture, a society that celebrates death. It's in all of our entertainment. And tonight, and tomorrow, Halloween, is when it's put on the front burner and turned up high. Yes, Samhain, the Celtic New Year. On the 8th, festival or eight holidays of the year. The other seven are Albin Arthuan, the winter solstice in bulk, Albin Eiler, the spring solstice, Beltane, which was when George Bush declared all hostile combat over in Iraq. Spring solstice, March 20th to the 22nd, was when he started Gulf War II. See, it was all started and supposedly ended on the Celtic eight-wheel calendar. Then there's Albin Harun, the summer solstice. Then Lunasat, 
July 31st to August 1st, the first harvest of the season, and all then Iluit, the autumn equinox, which has just passed September 21st, 22nd, met the last harvests of the year, fruits and vegetables, get them out of the ground, winter's coming. And then the wheel starts all over again on sowing, October 31st to November 2nd. I've got something to say about the American election, too, which is a fixed date. No, the election's also fixed, but it is a fixed date. It is in their constitution to have their election every four years on a specific date. I'll get to that. It ties in perfectly with a Celtic wheel year. Isn't that incredible? But true. Now, for the past few years, people have been catching on, parents especially, who have kids in school are becoming uh, increasingly aware of the dangers facing their kids at schools that have adopted this new age technique into their curriculum or counseling programs. Are you one, a concerned parent? A lot of them have banded together to battle school boards and administrators demanding re- removal of these new age material and, and are going so with measured success across North America. Some schools have also implemented policies prohibiting uh, celebration of any holiday that is religious in nature, right? Schools have discontinued calling their annual Christmas celebrations a Christmas party. It's now called a winter carnival. In a lot of schools, Christian-orientated Christmas decorations are even banned. Christmas hymns are banned, dropped from the song lists, and only secular Christmas songs are permitted. The excuse? Oh, so we don't offend other religions. Then what about Halloween parties at school? Shouldn't they be banned? After all, the the demonic, satanic decorations like witches, ghosts, and goblins are a religion also. As I will point out, you're going to find out tonight on A View from Space, on the new Mojo, 640 Toronto, what jack-o'-lanterns were actually all about, what masks were actually all about, why people dressed up in costumes, and a whole lot more. You see, the people that are controlling what goes on in our schools seem to be bent on defending the observance of this particular religious holiday, Halloween. Saying as, hey, just fine, not, it's not anything religious, it doesn't have any religious substance. Oh yeah? Turn up the new mojo, 640 Toronto, for the next while. And I'll point it out to you. All facts. I didn't make any of this stuff up. I never do. These sordid, occultic practices lurk under the cloak of this seemingly innocent traditional festival celebrated at the end of October every year, known as Halloween. The origin of this holiday is traced thousands of years back, before the days of Christianity, to the ancient Celts. And a lot of today's Halloween costumes and traditions come from the Celts, of what is now known as Ireland, Scotland, Wales, northern France, and from their priests, the Druids. You see, you're going to learn tonight, if you didn't already know, 
on a view from space, that Halloween was a dreaded night. You feared for your life. See, the Druid priests believed that people needed to be cleansed after they died. The souls of the departed were transferred by magic to the bodies of animals. And during the night of October 31st, the enchanted souls were freed by the Druid god Soane, the god of the dead, and taken together into Druid heaven. And this festival was always accompanied by animal and human sacrifices and linked with all kinds of magic. And in the coming of Christianity, this pagan festival even continued to be observed until the 6th century. Gregory the Great advised the Archbishop of Canterbury to keep the practice of the Druid sacrifices and celebrate them in honor of the Christian saints. Do you see a, 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 a small conspiracy beginning that grew into a gigantic one where now all kinds of pagan ideas and pagan symbols are in our culture? Christian holidays were deliberately set at times that have been sacred since the earliest pagan days. The Christians knew the power pag paganism had over the people and renamed rather than reinvented holidays. Halloween is a strongly associated with goddess worship. It's when the summer goddess, the great mother, relinquishes her power to the winter god, the horn god. The best known of all these feasts, Halloween, is looking in mirrors at midnight, bobbing for apples. This will blow your mind when you find out what bobbing for apples truly meant. And the tree of knowledge and immortality. Or eating them from strings which enacts the battle for life and death. More is coming up with the spaceman. And a view from space. This is the new Mojo Radio. offers at Highway 7 and Leslie in the Times Square Plaza. What kind of offers are we talking about? It's a chance to get a Sony LCD Vega or Plasma Vega with incredible end-of-line in-store specials. You heard it right, the kind of prices on Sony LCD and Plasma TVs that you never thought possible. HD TV and Electronics, your high-definition specialist, Highway 7 and Leslie in the Times Square Plaza. Your news, your views, your city. And The Stafford Show, weekdays at 2 on the new Mojo Radio, 640 Toronto. Do you forget the names of the people you met last week, even the people you met last night? How would you like to be able to walk into a room, meet 50 people or more, and recall all their names instantly? I'm America's memory master, Matthew Girk, and I'll show you how to do it in the memory switch system the fast, easy memory improvement technology for busy people who are embarrassed by their bad memory. In the memory switch, I'll show you how to recall names, dates, facts, figures, numbers, even business and technical data in a split second, and remember it for years. I'll show you how to lock information you see, hear, and read into your memory so you can recall it right when you need it for as long as you need it. Give me just one short hour, and I'll help you improve your memory so dramatically people will notice. Call now and try the memory switch risk-free for 30 days. 
1-800-241-1419. Guaranteed or your money back. 1-800-241-1419. 1-800-241-1419. Want to enjoy fun-filled getaways with family and friends this winter? See beautiful scenes? Escape from the daily grind? Discover new places. Snowmobiling on OFSC trails is the best way to do winter. And if you buy your trail permit before December 1st, you can save $50 off the regular fee. OFSC trail riding is the most fun you can have on the snow. Permits are available from local snowmobile clubs, dealers, and hospitality locations. He's the man they call space, and there's a really good reason. Get ready to find out things you never knew and be amazed by what you should know. It's a view from space on the new Mojo Radio, 640 Toronto. Yes, Happy New Year. Because you see, Selwyn, the real name of Halloween is actually the beginning of the Celtic year. It's a pagan rite. It is the time when the dead and the living and the unborn children step outside the circle of time to meet, to talk, to exchange information. The door of the circle is left open. And a place is laid with rich food and wine to be offered to the goddess when she joins her worshippers, who are her children. You'll find out who that goddess is coming up on the new Mojo Radio 640 Toronto with a spaceman on a view from space. When the Christians changed this autumn holiday to All Saints Day, the pagan symbolism stayed. So October 31st has been called November Eve, Soane, All Hallows Eve, and today it's called Halloween. It's a day that the witches celebrate above all all their holidays. Festival of the Dead represents the end and the beginning of the witch's year. It marks the beginning of the death and destruction associated with winter because the sun is going away from us and it's getting colder. There's another religious group who are equally serious about this Halloween celebration. They are the Satanists. Halloween to them is a more sinister and direct celebration of death and Satan, they celebrate it as one of his two highest holy days On Halloween, the sacrifices of some of these satanic cults are unspeakably vicious and brutal. And you thought it was a kid's holiday. There was a series of six weeks of rituals, including the slaughter of small animals like a bird or a cat, progressing each week through to a larger animal like a goat or or the murder of a small infant child until a final night where they ritually murder not only another child, but also an adult female. With the acceptance, and even more, the packaging and selling of the occult, including Satanism and television shows, movies, commercials, music videos, and books, it's inundating our society. Don't you think we have a moral and ethical obligation to stop perpetuating the celebration of this pagan holiday to our children? In order to combat this, we all got to become educated in the connection of Satanism and witchcraft with Halloween. Don't you think we should approach the teachers and administrators with the truth? 
You know, if you don't stop your children from participating in this demonic holiday, you are, by your own admission, compromising your actions, and you're doing two things. You're implying to your children it's okay to be involved with other things of the dark side and fear is fun, and you are opening and advocating occult rituals worshipped by druids and are preparing the way for the occult age, known as the age of Aquarius, or known better by another name as the New World Order. I'm the Spaceman with more in a minute. It's the New Mojo Radio, 640 Toronto. Mojo Radio. This is 640 Toronto from the 24-Hour News Center. I believe in ghosts. And almost all teenagers surveyed in that Gallup poll believe in some supernatural phenomena. Now, I don't believe all the polls either, because I do believe polls are actually manipulating public opinion. But I believe they have manipulated public opinion so that this Gallup poll is correct. Let me point something out about masks that you may or may not know. There are spiritual ramifications to mask wearing that actually have huge consequences, which, by the way, are used in satanic rituals today. You see, you are left vulnerable to the spirits connected with masks. You are asking the demonic spirits, no, no, that's not totally correct. You are inviting demonic spirits to be a part of you since masks allow you to be anonymous you can do things that you would not normally do you're putting on another persona in fact you're being possessed And a human being is supposed to keep his own identity. And if you put this truth into a social context, if nobody wore masks, think of all the holdups in banks, stores, that would be solved in an instant. And how about these so-called terrorists seen on these videos over and over again on the Internet? Their identities would be revealed. So you see the power of mask. The Satanists go to their human sacrifice rituals and no one knows who the other person in the coven is because they wear masks. The day before Soin or Halloween is the last day of summer or the old year. And the day after Soin is the first day of winter or the new year. Being between seasons and between the end of the year and the beginning of the year, Soin is and was considered to be a very magical time when the dead walk among the living and the veils between the past, present, and future can be lifted. 
and people can find out the future. You notice it's no accident that we're playing with time this weekend also. The Halloween weekend. The so-in weekend. We turn our clocks back. We screw with time. Because this is where there is no time. The days celebrated before the new year and the end of the old year in the Celtic ancient tradition. And there's evidence to indicate that three days were spent celebrating this festival. One of the chief order of the bards, Philip Cargom, that's a druidic organization in England, had this to say about the elements of the druid tradition. So in from the 31st of October to November 2nd, which, by the way, is the American election, was a time of no time. Celtic society, like all early societies, were highly structured and organized. Everyone knew their place. But to allow that order to be psychologically comfortable, the Celts knew that there had to be a time when order and structure were wiped out, abolished, when chaos could reign. And sowing was such a time. Time was abolished for the three days of this festival and people did crazy things. Men dressed as women and women as men. This happened at Beltane too. May 1st. Farmer gates were unhinged and left in ditches. People's Horses were moved to different fields. But behind this apparent lunacy lay a deeper meaning. The Druids knew that these three days had a special quality about them. The veil between the world and the netherworld of the ancestors was drawn aside on these nights. And for those who were prepared, journeys could be made in safety to the other side. The Druid rites, therefore, were concerned with making contact with the spirits of the departed, who were seen as sources of guidance and inspiration rather than as sources of the dead. Now we're talking about necromancy here. That is, communicating with the dead. The dark moon, the time when no moon can be seen in the sky, was the phase of the moon which ruled this time because it represents a time in our mortal sight. It needs to be obscured in order for us to see into the other worlds. So they believed the moon was diminished in light for this specific purpose. And the dead are honored and feasted not as the dead, but as the living spirits of loved ones and of guardians who hold the wisdom of the, of the Celtic tribe. And the Christian church, when it came along, was unable to get these people to stop celebrating that holiday. So they simply sprinkled a little holy water on it, gave it a few names, as they did all the other pagan holidays and customs. Sort of a form of, uh, of a... a, a 
takeover of the calendar. Putting in pagan sacred times and calling them Christian. Just as they did with the sacred places in, in Europe. All of the great cathedrals of Europe were built on top of earlier pagan shrines and sacred groves. That's right. If you've toured Europe and gone in to see those incredible buildings, those great cathedrals, they're all sitting on top of pagan shrines and sacred groves. You're listening to the New Mojo Radio, 640 Toronto. This is A View from Space. I'm wishing you a happy new year. It's the beginning of the Celtic New Year, and right now, we're in the time where there is no time. We're in between, where chaos can reign supreme. I'm back with more incredible facts on this Halloween we celebrate. It's the new Mojo Radio, 640 Toronto, I'm You hear 640 Toronto. Wishing you a happy new year because uh, hey, a lot of people listening to this show celebrate Halloween. And Halloween is actually so in. The first celebration in the eight structured festivals of the Celtic religion. And before and after the arrival of Christianity, early November was when people in Western and Northern Europe finished their last of their harvesting, butchered their excess stock, their cattle, their pigs, chickens. So the surviving animals would have enough food to make it through the winter. And they held great feasts. They invited their ancestors to join them. Decorated family graves. Told ghost stories. And the American election date was actually decided on this ritual. Just listen. The first Sabbath, which is holiday, is celebrated on October 31st. And it's called Soen. This day marked the end of the male cycle and the beginning of the female cycle of the year. And this cross-quarter day was the death night, when all the spirits of the departed would come into our world and demand favors. This is the most important day of the Illuminati and the witch's calendar. And it's the most active Boy, would I like to put a tail on John Kerry and George Bush and, and Tony Blair and, and all those guys tonight. I wonder where they are right now. This is a night of heavy ritual and a lot of spell casting. And the Catholic Church copied this Sabbat and called it Halloween or All Hallows' Eve. 
Because this is the eve of All Saints Day. November 1st is All Saints Day. Look on your calendar. And you'll find this very interesting. The Illuminati arranged for Election Day in the United States to fall shortly after this time of intense spell casting. It's especially interesting when you realize that just after Halloween is when the ancient Celts butchered the animals like I just said that have been grazing since May 1st for their winter meat. Since these people believed that you had to do this butchering as soon as possible after Halloween and then you could not do it on a Monday, the day of the moon, or the meat would quickly spoil, they believed. So they set the first Tuesday after the first Monday of November as the day of slaughter. Now I tell you, let it be noted, right here on the new Mojo Radio 640 Toronto, that in 1845, the United States Congress passed a law which set the first Tuesday after the first Monday of November as Election Day in the United States. So, Slaughter Day became Election Day by law. It seems pretty appropriate, don't you think? Because it's when the people, the voters considered to be human cattle are slaughtered once again by the political system. Here's another little tidbit for you. The United Nations, the actual ground that it sits on, owned by Rockefeller, donated to the United Nations. Do you know what sat where the very United Nations building sits today before it was built? A slaughterhouse for stockyards. It's the Spaceman on the New Mojo Radio, 640 Toronto, back with more in a moment. I have mind-blowing facts on the actual origin of the jack-o'-lantern. Also, bobbing for apples and costumes and more coming up. It's the man they call space, and there's a really good reason. Get ready to find out things you never knew and be amazed by what you should know. It's a view from space on the new Mojo Radio, 640 Toronto. I'm a spaceman. This is the new Mojo Radio, 640 Toronto. Been tying in the American election date, which is always the first Tuesday after the first Monday of November, by law since 1845, and I've already laid out the ritual that actually that law was taken from. And I'll run through it really quickly again for you if you missed it. Before and after Christianity came, early November was when people in Western and Northern Europe finished their last of their crops off, their grains, and they butchered their some of their cattle, some of their pigs, some of their chickens, and made sure that the surviving animals that they didn't kill would have enough food to make it through the winter, and that they could have their food for the winter. 
because death was coming. Winter. And the American election date was actually decided because of this ritual. Or they would never admit to it. But it is the most important day in the Illuminati and witches' calendar. Halloween. So in. Its real name from the Celtic wheel of the year, the holidays. A night of heavy ritual work and a lot of spell casting. So when the ancient Celts butchered the animals that were grazing for their winter meat all summer and all spring, and since these people believed that you had to do this butchering as soon as possible after Halloween, so in the holiday, you couldn't do it on a Monday, the day of the moon, or the meat, they believed, would rot, would spoil. So they set the first Tuesday after the first Monday of November as the day of slaughter. Exactly what the United States Congress did in 1845 to nail the election day down for the United States. Slaughter day became election day. It was passed by law and set the first Tuesday after the first Monday of November as their election day. Pretty appropriate, don't you think? I want you to know something else, too. The presidential election in the United States is held every four years. You know that, but you've got to remember, and a lot of people, I don't know what, just don't think of this. Every election in the United States is held on an Olympic year. Because, you see, every election in the United States is an Illuminati project. And there's a driving spirit behind it. Presidential elections are always held in the same year as the Olympics, where all the ancient gods and goddesses are summoned to manifest their power. These are evil spirits that are unleashed through the athletes and mascots. Witches know that word mascot or team spirit. It comes from the word mascoto, which is another word meaning witchcraft. Did you know that? It's from the French, masco, meaning sorceress or masked one. So sporting teams have mascots, which are evil spirits in animal form. And as well as the presidential election year always coinciding with the Olympics, it's also always during a leap year. And they say that the purpose of the leap year is because they have to add a day to reconcile the calendar as a time correction. In the realm of witchcraft, every fifth year is a spirit year brought forth by a quantum leap. And that's why there are five Olympic rings and five points on a pentacle star representing earth, wind, fire, water, and spirit. The witches believe that the spirits of the leap year bring a new era or a new age. And these are the forces at work during the political conventions. 
That's why their elections are always on an Olympic year. And when strange things happen between and shortly after the conventions of both those political parties down south of the 49th parallel, which, by the way, is the 13th, former President Clinton gave a 25-minute sermon at Riverside Church in New York City and then developed chest pains and had to undergo heart bypass surgery. It was at Riverside Church, supposedly a, a liberal Baptist church, but it's known, if you check into it, to hold witchcraft meetings called rites of passage. There's even photographic evidence of this. Clinton spoke from the same pulpit as Fidel Castro, who spoke at the same church just a, a, a few years ago. And that rite of passage took Bill Clinton to the hospital where they stopped his heart Completely. He was dead, although his blood was still flowing through his veins via the machine they hooked him up to. Then they restarted his heart, sort of a, a rebirth, a reborn experience for Bill Clinton. And as I've said before on the new Mojo Radio 640 Toronto, that Bill Clinton is going to replace Kofi Annan, and it's coming very soon. He's going to be the new head of the UN because he's had his rite of passage. Where they told you was a heart bypass, it was a rite of passage. They had Bill Clinton's life in their hands and gave it back to him. Satan returned his life force now he's ready to accept the job. Kofi Annan now has. Oh, sexy's done. There'll be a new man in charge. It'll be Bill Clinton. He is also out <laughs> campaigning for George or John Kerry. And looking very fit, I might add. So the world celebrating Halloween tonight and tomorrow and on Friday yesterday because you see to the Celts it is a three day extravaganza where chaos reigns supreme where time stands still and that's the weekend that we chose to fall back an hour. By the way, don't forget to turn your clock back an hour before you go to bed tonight because the Illuminati is playing with your time. And they're doing it the precise weekend where the Celts believed there was no time. What a connection, huh? And how about this last full moon of October? The eclipsed last full moon. That is very rare on the Druid calendar. That was so rare, in fact, that that was the night that they picked for the Boston Red Sox to win the World Series 
and get Babe Ruth off their back. But not without a price. Being the best in baseball in 2004 and shake the ghost of Babe Ruth to reverse the curse cost dearly. And everyone's celebrating the death of the curse of the babe because it will be no more. But there was some person, one person, who paid the ultimate supreme price. There was a human sacrifice. On Kurt Schilling's sock on the hill, two days, not one, but two days they showed it, blood on his sanny, showing the blood sacrifice that was required by the baseball gods to have the curse reversed. And that person's name is Victoria Snellgrove, a 21-year-old journalist major at Emerson College in Boston who was hit by a projectile fired by an officer in crowd control duty after the Yankees went down four straight. That curse was broken that night when Victoria Snellgrove went down. She paid the ultimate sacrifice. She paid the ultimate price. And the Boston Police Commissioner, Kathy O'Toole, accepted full responsibility for the death of Victoria Snellgrove. She said so on television. The mayor was standing right beside her. The Illuminati got everybody that was in their control to stand up and take the hit. Those canisters are supposed to split apart on impact. They shot her right in the eye. They killed her. The blood sacrifice was offered to the baseball gods, so Boston won four straight against St. Louis. And the nines are all over it, because nine is the divine completion number. 36 innings. Nine goes into it perfectly. By the way, the Red Sox led for 34 of those 36 innings versus St. Louis. And the Red Sox also won on the 18th, that's double nine, anniversary of Game 7 at Shea Stadium against the Mets with a famous Bill Buckner ball going through his legs. On the anniversary, on the very night... And Bill Buckner wasn't to blame for that, that game. They played another game after that. They could have won that one. But Bill was the sacrificial lamb on that night. How about LaRusse's team? Lost eight straight in World Series play. Not only with a four against Boston, but Oakland swept him. Or Oakland was swept by Cincy when he was uh, skipping them in 1990. And guess how many hits Boston had to get those three runs that he accounted for all the runs. The final score was 3 nothing. You guessed it. 
nine hits. The full moon eclipse began at nine. On what day? The 27th. Seven and two? Nine. There's your triple nines. The most magnification possible to get the most out of the spell. So now you know how Boston won the World Series in 2004. It was because of a blood sacrifice. Her name was Victoria. Get it? Victor. Yeah. Snellgrove. A beautiful 21-year-old female. And did I not say just earlier in the show on the new Mojo Radio, 640 Toronto, that females, adult females, were what Satan loves best on the holiday called Soen. Spaceman. To view from space. Sound of this. On New Mojo Radio 640 Toronto. year and the beginning of the new where chaos can reign and usually does are your kids part of the chaos are they going out tricking treating where do you hear where that came from where do you hear what jack-o'-lanterns actually means You know those people who practice witchcraft and sorcery are experts at mixing herbs to make medicines and poisons. They could curse somebody just by getting a lock of hair from that person, a fingernail clipping, some clothing or any personal item, and cast their spell. Witches and other occult groups have eight major festivals during the year. including four solstices, which have to do with the sun, the changing of the seasons, as well as October 31st, so on. While most witches don't do sacrifices, human anyway, the other forms of satanic worship do. And as the witches desire more power, they'll find out how to get it. It'll require sacrificing starting out first with small animals and then working up. Those in satanic cults do human sacrifices as needed to appease their gods. I've seen their calendar for sacrifices. It reads like a menu. What sex to get, what age, what you do to them and how you kill them. 
you know, it's just absolutely too gross for public radio. The information that I have. I want to talk to you about missing children around two or three weeks before this so-in holiday in just a moment. On Space, it's the new Mojo Radio, 640 Toronto. Back in moments. Spaceman at 640toronto.com or space at 640toronto.com. I got one from Anthony. It says, Space, I found it quite suspicious that on the night of the full moon, Yasser Arafat fell sick the exact same day. Your thoughts? By the way, the internet link to listen live is screwed up. My girlfriend can't log on. She's out of town and uh, Anthony's in Toronto. Shoot me a quick email if you uh, are using the Listen Live button on 640toronto.com website. I'd be interested to uh, know if we're up and running on our streaming audio tonight on 640toronto.com. This is a view from space. I've been talking about Halloween and it's New Year's Eve. the most active, the most important witches sabbat for the Illuminati and the occult world. And I wanted to talk a little bit about the missing children who disappear two or three weeks before a solstice or a Halloween because it's not just on Halloween. Like I said, I have a calendar which states what sex the person must be, what age the person must be, what ritual is to be performed, and how they must die. And as I said earlier, it is just too gross to put on public radio. And sadly, I've seen a huge number of people who disappear during these holidays but are not reported where the public can see it always. And a lot of police and federal agencies have ritual abuse task forces. But, you know, they operate... A lot like that amusing character played by Will Smith in The Men in Black. It's not discussed or even acknowledged.
Soen is the most important of the fire festivals. And fire, you see, represents to these Druids, these pagans, represents the sun, because they are sun worshippers. And the day itself, Soen, Halloween, October 31st, is a time for paying homage to the sun god Baal who's given them the ripened grain for safe storage. A week later, the Celts Indo-European cousins in India celebrate Diwali, which is their New Year's festival that honors the safe return from a dark forest of the celestial couple Rama and Sita. And this chief god, Baal, symbolizes the sun, The Druids thought that when the sun died or was captured at the end of October, the powers of darkness took over. And these are the guys who built Stonehenge. They mourned the death of the sun because they had little knowledge of astronomy or the physical sciences. And thought that for the next six months, their sun god, Baal, was busy fighting enemies who were in cahoots with the Lord of Darkness, Soen. And according to the ancient stories, Soen was the time of year when remote tribal people of antiquity paid tribute to their conquerors. And a time when the Sid might reveal to them the magnificent, glorious palaces of the gods of the underworld. Also, Soen was considered to be, Halloween was considered to be a time of dark prognostic omens and dark couplings, a time when sick, malevolent birds emerged from the caves of Grogum to prey on humans, led by monstrous three-headed vultures whose foul breath wrecked the autumn harvest crops. And mythical kings and fallen heroes were said to have died on Soen, while carousing Ulster warriors known as the Uliad met their death by fire and sword at the hands of their monster enemies on the battlefield. And for the Druids, the year ended on October 31st. Because that was when all of nature seemed to be dying out. Leaves fell off the trees. Plants drooped. Farmers couldn't sow crops. It was over. They all moved indoors. So, of course, the church grabbed a hold of Soen and christened it All Saints Day in medieval Europe. 
This is now November 1st on the Christian calendar that you're using now. And Soen was one of three solar festivals marked by sacred fires and sacrificial blazing rituals. Death by fire. It's incredible what they did. I will. Talk to you about what the Druids did. And after you hear things like the jack-o'-lantern, its use, and how that death was by fire, I don't know if you would ever want your kids to go out and celebrate Halloween ever again. It's the Spaceman. Go ahead. You're on the new Mojo Radio, 640 Toronto. Hi, George. Oh, hi, Spaceman. Happy Halloween. I hear we have some great scarerism for this Halloween. Yeah. Osama bin Laden magically reappeared just in time. Yeah, I'm going to get to that a little later on in the show. Is this maybe the October surprise? I would think so. He's going to help his arch enemy in the White House. Forgotten are the 50,000 lost absentee ballots in Florida. Forgotten are the FBI investigating the Halliburton contracts. Forgotten is the whistleblowing lady from the U.S. Corps of Engineers. Bunny Greenhouse, who says she's never, in her tenure, ever seen greater malfeasance in government. But, spaceman, the cartoon guys always say it the best. And for this instance, it's Rocky and Bullwinkle. Because, hey, Rocky, watch me pull Osama out of my hat. Hmm. Look, now I'm the president. But another very important thing happened in the States. The Philadelphia Inquirer interviewed a fireman by the name of Nicholas DeMassey. He says in his new book, they recovered three of the four black boxes at the World Trade Center, and he turned them over to the FBI, and they've never been seen again. So we can't talk about that. But our good buddy Osama, he's getting pulled out of the hat. People, you have no idea what kind of an effect you have with this 50,000-watt blowtorch if we all work together. I asked you last week to email the defense minister. I think many of you did. HMCS Phil de Quebec put to sea. She's going to meet a NATO task force in the Western Atlantic. They're going to protect our coast. The Americans have been out there for two months. Maybe they were there to meet that Russian task force that was assembling off Iceland. But we accomplished something. And if we keep accomplishing things, we'll put this Illuminati New World Order to bed. Then there was a little tiny thing that happened, Flight 587. That one crashed in Long Island on November 21st, 2001. Well, they had the official report out. Seemingly the co-pilot pushed the rudder controls and made the tail fall off. Well, isn't that what rudder controls are made for, to be pushed and manipulated? Yeah, you know what they said? They're, they're, on those Airbuses, they're uh, ultra-sensitive. Yeah, right. Well, I heard the original report that day, Spaceman, so they can't lie to me. WABC in New York was syndicated over a wide area. I heard it on AM 570 in Kitchener that morning. And a couple of minutes before 10, they interviewed a woman witness. And she said there was a helicopter about 100 feet away. And my husband said it shot it down. Hmm. They took her off the air never to be seen again. Yeah. They broke through the news. 
and then a Mr. Jennings came on and did damage control for half an hour, and that was the end of that. Then it was buried until we forgot about it, and now all of a sudden we have a new theory. Pushing the pedals made the rudder fall off. I don't believe it. I don't believe it for a minute. Oh, of I course not. shot it down. Sure. So she was an eyewitness. She was right there. She saw it. It has been a great week for the police state, too, Spaceman. The Saskatchewan Attorney General said it's okay to kill Indians. You just leave them out in the cold and let them freeze to death. Yeah, I was okay. raised out there. That's, uh, that's not a new story. That's not a new story, but it's a story that has to be told. If you're a Red Sox fan, it's okay to get shot in the eye and killed, because the rest of the world isn't going to care. No, they just care if they won the World Series. That's all. Everybody's celebrating today. Everybody was happy. Nobody knows the price that was paid there. And my favorite police uh, man of the, of the year here is the guy in Rock Hill, South Carolina, who tasers a 75-year-old woman in a nursing home who has six broken ribs, saying that she raised her arm to attack him. And if anybody's ever had broken ribs, just expanding your lungs to breathe is a quantum leap. I sincerely doubt she'd be more than capable of raising her arm to attack him, but to taser this old woman? I don't know. Our fascists in the black uh, shirt seem to be a good, doing a good job of uh, defending that American homeland. It's just disgusting. Mm -hmm. And in our own country, we've had several Supreme Court decisions this week. Our Supreme Court has given several decisions that take away your rights and freedoms. In times of financial crisis, the charter rights you have may be violated in a case of a financial crisis. That was in Newfoundland where the nurses were getting pay equity. But that's a very broad-ranging thing because financial crises can come all the time. What other charter rights can be taken away? Your right to liberty, your right to free speech, your right to be uh, not shot in the street or tasered by the police in a nursing home? Well, it's the weekend, uh, George, and I got on the elevator to come up to do the show tonight at uh, Number 1 Dundas, and in the elevator they were showing the news headlines, and uh, the uh, top headline was Patriot Act allows U.S. law enforcement authorities to spy on Canadians. Oh, exactly. That was yeah. the other so I checked word. into it, and it's indeed true. Uh, the American Patriot Act has Section 215 that allows for alternative uh, United States legal instruments, including the grand jury subpoenas and national security letters, that can be similarly used to obtain record disclosures without consent of the people living here in Canada. If, in fact, that the uh, United States company uh, has connections sufficient connections with a U.S. parent company, or if it's a foreign company with an American subsidiary in the United States, they can check on us without us knowing it. Isn't that wonderful? And it's not, they say, not a violation of the, uh, of the Canadian Personal Information Protection and Electronic uh, Document Act. Bullshit. So, uh, yeah, exactly. That is uh, just, uh, just uh, uh, you know, the uh, third-party disclosure. Just a, it's a, In fact, disclosing the disclosure itself is a violation of the law. Exactly. Yeah. Well, our Supreme Court has said that Big Brother can spy on us with their infrared spectrometer devices. That came out uh, midweek, so everybody knows about that, yes. Exactly. And, and I don't think a lot of people knew that they could actually fly over your house and look inside of it without, uh, you know, without uh, them going in. But you, they actually can with the infrared. You got a Woody, they'll see the heat signature. That's right. And they can do it for the safety, security, and suppression of crime in our new police state homeland. That is another 
terrible violation of civil law and criminal law in this country to turn it into a police state. There's a bill before Parliament right now, Bill C-6, and that's going to be the soft-focused Canadian Patriot Act. And you've got to get up, people, and scream about this. Call your MP, email your MP, write your MP. I told you before their email address is their surname dot first initial at parl.gc.ca. Anne McClellan is the one really uh, behind this, so you can email her. Her name is mclellan.a at parl.gc.ca. If you don't know the postal code for the common house, you should tattoo it on your forehead because it's your civil civic duty to lobby Parliament to change this crap. Thank you, George. K1A, 0A6. But don't give up the fight, people. You can't let these people win because we have to turn this around and we have to turn it around fast or uh, the global gulag will be all we have to look forward to. And thank you, Spaceman. Talk to you next week, George. The Spaceman on the new Mojo Radio 640 Toronto. Email that, spaceman at 640toronto.com or space at 640toronto.com. Web streaming is working fine. I'll shoot you the emails in a minute. Um, we got to call Space. It's New Mojo Radio, 640 Toronto. Welcome to a view from Space. If you're listening online at 640toronto.com, I welcome you. It is up and running. Rick's uh, emailed me from Toronto. Says I'm listening to you online tonight. You're coming in loud and clear. Also, uh, I have uh, Chris. He's listening. He says uh, online in Montreal. You're coming in loud and clear. Uh, let me see here. Got a few here. Uh, one from uh, Cambridge says, uh, listening to you uh, on the Internet, it's okay. Listening online right now in Edmonton. So it seems to be working okay. And uh, here's one from Philadelphia. I hear, you're, uh, hear you down here in Philly fine on the, on the stream. On another note, we're in a battleground state for presidency here in Pennsylvania, and uh, you won't believe the antics going on, he writes. On Monday, the media has been quoting both political parties as saying, if the other presidential candidate wins, the riots will occur. By Wednesday, we're hearing the courts here will decide the vote. Also, operatives have been going around telling residents that there will be polling places to vote, but they've changed locations without telling us where the new place is. Calling the election board was untrue. The polling place is the same as always. This is going on in Philly right now. And, of course, the double terror tapes. Our election seems to run like third world countries now. I guess the CIA has so much practice at fixing them overseas that decided to set the standard here at home. Regards, Mark. That's an email I received from uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Spaceman on the new Mojo Radio 640 trial. Back with more in a moment. The new Mojo Radio 640 Toronto. Talking about Halloween, talking about the American election date, how it was set, connected, of course, to Solon, which is exactly what Halloween was called for thousands of years. And um, someone uh, sent me an email that said they were unable to pick up my uh, show, A View from Space. 
on the new Mojo Radio 640 Toronto on the 640Toronto.com site and the uh, streaming audio. And I have another one here from someone listening in St. Catharines saying the Listen Live feature from the Mojo site is not working there. But I believe this just might solve your problem. This is from M who sent it to me a few minutes ago. He says, I used to have a problem with the Internet feed, but if you suggest to your avid listeners to allow pop-ups or adjust their settings to allow pop-ups, that should solve the problem with the Internet feed, and you should be able to get the show just fine. Because as I just uh, passed on to you, they're listening in Montreal. They're listening in Edmonton. Someone from Philadelphia has emailed and, and had some pretty incredible election stories. What's going on down there? Now I'm getting uh, something. I'm not sure where the person is emailing from, but he says, I'm getting you okay on the internet, but there is some interference that's not normally there. That's from Phil. I really can't, can't explain that much, but um, I was talking to a caller earlier about the Patriot Act in the United States that allows them to spy on Canadians. I believe it's Section 215. And we have a uh, an act also that keeps our freedoms intact. And this kind of skirts around it. This Section 215 kind of skirts around it. And I wanted to co- get a copy of it off the Internet earlier tonight before the show. And guess what? The computer kept freezing every time and would not allow me to take that document off the Internet. And it would close down the pro- program when I tried to highlight it and to copy it. I almost felt, you know, like someone was watching me work on the screen. Have you ever had that feeling before? Like someone was watching you while you worked. And it's old technology, too, to be able to watch every single... Your boss may even have the application on his computer that's able to contact your computer and watch you work on the screen to see what you're doing. That technology's been around for a long time. But I just had that feeling tonight when I was trying to get that information on Section 215 of the uh, Patriot Act. I'll have more to say on that later tonight. I'll... Uh, on the show of you from space on the new Mojo Radio 640 Toronto, along with Eminem, who is out um, with a brand new video. You'll hear uh, some of that um, track called Mosh, which has just been released. And, and funny, it's just been released here on the eve of the election, uh, uh, the last weekend before the election in the States. Sort of like Osama bin Laden popping up on your screen on the Friday the last weekend just before the election. 
as my caller uh, George was alluding to earlier in the show. You know, October 31st in history has had a lot of mythological events that were said to have occurred on this day. It was supposedly the day that uh, the Nemedians captured the terrible tower of glass built by the evil Formorians. That the Tuatha de Nanan later defeated the uh, Armors uh, once and for all. And, and Pwil won his wife, Rhiannon, from Gwal. And you may not even have heard of these great mythological battles, but they're distinctly tied into sewing. The only word that maybe you could pick up, the only name that you could pick up from those great events in mythological history would be Rhiannon, a song by Stevie Nicks that was made famous around the world because, you see, that's what these pagans are world leaders who believe in this pagan religion. And all of the huge, great corporations that surround these men and keep them where they are take these small little pagan words and myths and slip them into our culture. As you'll see, as we go on here on the new Mojo Radio 640 Toronto on a view from space talking about Halloween or so in the actual New Year's Eve of the Celts and the Druids and there were a lot of other events that were dramatic or prophetic in nature that took place in this very Powerful. Sabbat, which is Sabbat. In the 17th century, Geoffrey Keating noted in History of Ireland that the Fomorians demanded milk, corn, and two thirds of the newly born children from the ancient race of the Nimhead for human sacrifice on the eve of sowing. And a lot of these events and occurrences had to do with the temporary victory of the forces of darkness over those of light. That constant struggle or tension between the forces of duality in nature, between up and down, light, shadow, good and evil, yin, yang, the signaling of the beginning of the cold, dark half of the incoming year and the light, warm half of the other part of the year. And that's what the Zoroastrian religion is all about. That balance. And your world leaders believe in that balance that if they're going to kill a lot of people they've got to do a lot of good also. And it'll balance. Also the legendary Merlin the man who raised King Arthur the once and future king was the forerunner of all the wizards of fiction, from Gandalf in The Lord of the Rings all the way to Harry Potter. This historical Merlin seems to have been something very different, but equally mysterious. He was a druid. 
And by the way, no other king has ever been crowned with the name Arthur, ever, since King Arthur in the days of Merlin. And guess who has Arthur in their name? Prince Charles, who is next in line to be king, has Arthur, and Prince William. The next in line after Prince Charles also has Arthur. So the next crowned king of the British Empire will have the name Arthur. The Roman occupation of Britain lasted from 43 A.D. to around 400. Before the Romans invaded that, Druid priesthood was the undisputed power in the land. And for the two and three centuries before, the Druids were a dominant force throughout what was then the Celtic world, which included France, the Netherlands, and parts of Scandinavia, as well as Britain. And as you and I know, History is written by the guys who won, the victors. So it can really make it hard to get a clear picture of the people on the losing side. When the Romans conquered the Celts and the ancient Britons, they gave pretty unflattering descriptions of the Druids. And, and some sources describe those Druids as bloodthirsty barbarians who were addicted to human sacrifice. And, and, and other descriptions had them as gentle and peaceful people and that they got their authority from being in touch with nature. But there are a few things you can say for certain about the Druids. They held ceremonies in oak groves. Oak trees seemed to have a power for them. They saw mistletoe, which you kiss under at Christmas as a sacred plant for healing powers. And they also practiced divination and they believed they could foretell the future. There is a, a debate that goes on uh, about people who study these Druids as to whether human sacrifices were performed during the Druid Celtic celebrations of Halloween. And of course, modern Druids will say that they, they didn't do such things. They say the only evidence that this custom was practiced is a reference in an ancient Roman document by Julius Caesar. And we do know that human sacrifice was practiced in this part of the world in ancient times because of several bogmen, mummies, that were preserved in the peat bogs that showed signs of ritual killing. And of course there'd be no remains of any humans that were sacrificed in the fire. They'd be burned up. Because, you see, the word bonfire comes from a compound Middle English words. Bon meaning bone and fear meaning fire. Meaning a, a fire kindled by bones. According to the Dincensus, a medieval collection of the lore of prominent places, firstborn children were sacrificed before a great idol to ensure fertility of cattle and crops. So when Eve was a night of dread and danger, 
Because at this juncture of the old year and the new year coming, the other world opened up to each other. The dead returned, ghosts and demons were abroad, and the future could be seen. And behind these Halloween games like bobbing for apples, like Celtic divination arts to discern who would marry, thrive, or die in the coming year. Behind the masks and the mischief, the jack-o'-lanterns and food offerings lurk that fear of evil spirits and their rights to perform those rituals for blood sacrifice. Julius Caesar wrote about those Celtic sacrifices. The whole nation of the Gauls is greatly devoted to ritual observances, he wrote. And for that reason, those who are smitten with the more grievous maladies and who are engaged in the perils of battle either sacrifice human victims or vow to do so, employing the Druids as ministers for such sacrifices. They believed in effect that unless for a man's life a man's life be paid, the majesty of the immortal gods may not be appeased, and in public, as in private life, they observe an ordinance of sacrifices of the same kind. Others use figures of immense size, whose limbs, woven out of twigs, they filled with living men and set them on fire, and the men perished in the sheet of flame. These sacrifices were called Wicca men. Julius Caesar wrote. He went on to say they believed that the execution of those who had been caught in the act of theft or robbery or of some crime is pleasing to the immortal gods. But when that supply ran short, they turned to the execution of even the innocent. It's the new Mojo Radio, 640 Toronto. It's the Spaceman back with more in a moment. Getting to the jack-o'-lantern. Truth and more. I'm the guy they call Space. It's from New Mojo Radio, 640 Toronto. Getting some interesting emails. Since I mentioned uh, some people not being able to pick up the uh, streaming audio on 640toronto.com, Ed. One who uh, emailed me, Ronald, who says it's interesting to see which ISPs are not carrying your audio stream right now. It's good if emailers let you know who their ISPS is, or ISP is, Internet Service Provider, not just location. Listening to you just fine on Bell. So... Is it possible that some ISPs are purposely not carrying a view from space on the new Mojo Radio 640 Toronto, and some are? That could be the case. Here's one from Simpatico. Seems to be working. Saying... Both JFKs, that's John Fitzgerald Kennedy, 
and John F. Carey are both heroic boat captains. John F. Kennedy, Senator from Massachusetts, or is it Senator John F. Carey from Massachusetts who will be sacrificed next? JFK's. I hope I can get to some of that tonight because the 44th president is predicted to die in office. And if John Kerry wins the election, that would leave John Edwards as the 45th president. Also, John F. Kerry, the senator from Massachusetts, is also, if he gets elected, or if they appoint him president, will be only the second Roman Catholic. The last one was John F. Kennedy, who died in office. It's all extremely, incredibly occult. Back to New Year's Eve on the new Mojo Radio, 640 Toronto, with a view from space. So in. Halloween, All Hallows' Eve, I don't care what you call it, was designated by the Catholic Church. This is the Illuminati's highest day of human sacrifice. And Halloween's been changed over the past 30 years in a few different ways. Coming up next... Halloween, the deadliest holiday ever celebrated in human history. Just the facts. On the new Mojo Radio, 640 Toronto. Overwhelming tonight at spaceman at 640toronto.com and space at 640toronto.com. It seems that there are some ISP that are, I don't know, should I say censoring a view from space that is not carrying it? Bell is working okay. I have uh, an email here from Bob who says, My ISP is Kojiko. It's still not working. But I checked out that new M&M track. Very timely release. Lucky I uh, get the show on AM dial. Keep fighting the good fight. And another one that might interest you, too, from Jason. I was having problems listening to you when I was using the Internet browser, Internet Explorer. I am now using the MSN Explorer and can listen just fine. Just thought that you might be interested in that. And I sure am. I find it very interesting if there is uh, indeed ISP censorship going on. Tonight I'm talking about SOEN. It's New Year's Eve. 
for the Celtic Druid religion. And you may be celebrating it along with them, not knowing what it is you're actually celebrating. This is actually the Illuminati's highest day of human sacrifice. Halloween, as a matter of fact, is the deadliest holiday ever celebrated in human history. In the medieval times, this was one of the most... No, it was the most feared night of the evening. Because, you see, this satanic night is dedicated to the Celtic Lord of the Dead, also symbolized by the Horned God and the Stag God. The Druids celebrated Soen as a three-day fire festival, building huge bonfires, thought to ward off demons that roamed around. And also, those fires provided the means by which the required human sacrifice could be presented to the sun god. They placed people in enormous wicker baskets. The priests, the druid priests, caged humans and animals and then lowered them into the flames. And the priests would carefully watch the victim die in order to predict the future, what it held, good or evil. This practice is over 2,000 years old. And for the sake of their safety and well-being, people put outside their homes uh, candy, the best mutton legs, vegetables, eggs, poultry, honey, so the wandering evil spirits would consume them on their way back to the netherworld. Failure to treat these evil spirits might result in a curse being put on the home. And the people literally believed that when these spirits came to your door, they would trick you if you did not treat them. That's where trick or treat originated. Our version of Halloween came from Ireland. The potato famine in 1840 brought thousands of immigrants from Ireland over here. And with them came goblins, jack-o'-lanterns, bonfires, apples, nuts, pranks. The Irish are also responsible for bringing trick-or-treating to, to its great popularity in North America. See, in Ireland, on October 31st, peasants went from house to house receiving offerings to their Druid god, Muck. Ola. And this procession at each house came to a halt. They walked up to the door, they banged on it, and they told the farmer that his prosperity was due to the benevolence of Muk Ola, or else something bad might happen to the farmer himself or his crops. So a few of these farmers, you can see, uh, risked displeasing this pagan group of people that were walking by, these druids. So the procession returned home with all kinds of eggs, butter, potatoes, and even money. It was a night to go out and rob people. To get things for free, just knock on their door and get it for free. To the Irish farmer, this was no joke. They really feared the Celtic god. And he might destroy their home or their barn. Trick or treat 
is part of this pagan heritage that struck fear into the people. Others would take up burning whisks from the bonfire and wave them around to frighten any evil spirits roaming the earth in case the burning whisk alone would not work. These partiers, these revelers, these pagans clothed themselves in the most hideous and terrifying costumes. Because these people believed that if you dressed in a terrifying costume and went traipsing around with all the spirits at night, they would think you were one of them and would leave you alone. And the huge bonfires built all over the countryside. Satan's obsession with fire has made his followers also as obsessed with building huge bonfires. See, the bonfires symbolize the sun, which they got from the ancient Egyptian god, sun god Ray. And as I said earlier, these bonfires were practical because they provided the means used by the priests who put to death the human and animal sacrifices so crucial to Halloween. And when the last fires died out, people would race each other down the hill shouting, the devil gets the last one down. And we kind of played that off as kids. You would say, hey, last one ends a rotten egg came from that pagan ritual. And so in Halloween was also the time to get into the devil's assistance of divining the future. Questions concerning marriage, luck, health, the time of your death were the most popular subjects that people wanted to find out about. In Scotland, young people uh, got together for games and pulled shoots out of the ground to uh, ascertain which of them would marry during the coming year and in what order the marriages should occur. How about this one? This will blow your mind. For centuries, apples have been a token of love and fertility. Spaceman, the new Mojo Radio 640 Toronto. At Halloween parties, people bobbed for apples in tubs of water and if a boy came up with an apple between his teeth, he was assur assured of the love of his girl. Listen to this. The snap apple game was a game that the boys loved. Each boy in his turn would spring up to attempt to bite an apple that would be twirled on the end of a stick. The first boy to succeed would be the first to marry. Sometimes string was used to suspend the apple in the air. And now you know where the company Snapple got its name from. Just another way to perpetuate the ancient pagan rituals in our culture. And also, when you split an apple open in half, it shows a pentagram, a five-pointed star inside. And those seeds were used to tell fortunes. Peeling an apple in, in one long piece was supposed to tell a young girl about her future. The girl would swing the apple peel three times around her head, then throw it over her left shoulder. If the peeling fell unbroken, the girl would examine the shape, how it fell, to see if she would ascertain the initials of her future husband. Calling in the spirit world is what they're doing. 
all passed off as fun. But tapping in to the satanic powers. It's the new Mojo Radio, 640 Toronto. I'm the Spaceman. Next, the truth about the jack-o'-lantern outside your house. It includes the American election. Chaos reigns supreme. Time stops. We're even moving our clocks back one hour tonight. This is the weekend picked. Osama bin Laden pops up like an ad on your internet. Coincidence? Don't think so. I have something to say about M&M coming up on the uh, last hour of the show here on A View from Space also. But here's the truth about the jack-o'-lantern. Various names for them, too. Lantern Man, Hobbolanger, Will-o'-the-Wisp, the Lantern Men. They all got their name from the pale, eerie lights that appeared over bogs and marshes in England. These ghostly lights bobbed like a lantern in somebody's hand. They were called corpse candles. And the candles were said to be signals from the souls of lost men lost at sea. The Celts often hollowed out a turnip and carved a grotesque face onto it to fool demons. They carried... These kind of lanterns to light their way in the dark to ward off evil spirits. The turnip is still popular in Europe today. The pumpkins replaced it here in North America. Jack, you see, is a nickname for John, which is a common slang word meaning man. Jack-o'-lanterns literally means man with a lantern. And the real truth about the origin of the jack-o'-lantern is that the Druids originated the practice of hollowing out the jack-o'-lanterns and filling them with human fat. Wherever a raiding party came to a home to demand of the husband that someone inside be surrendered as a human sacrifice, they would light a jack-o'-lantern filled with human fat. If the husband gave in and provided one of his loved ones, say his wife or a daughter, as a sacrifice, the druid party would leave the jack-o'-lantern on the porch. And this lantern would be to tell all the other raiding parties that were out that evening on Soen. And the demonic host that accompanied them 
that this house had surrendered a human for sacrifice and that the remaining people inside were to be left alone. The jack-o'-lantern with the human fat burning inside of it guaranteed that no one else in the house would be killed that night. That was your treat. That's enough to make you want to run outside right now if you're at home and bring your jack-o'-lantern in and throw it in the garbage because that is exactly where your little ritual came from. It was the night to fear, three of them in a row. The pressure, the tenseness, the anticipation of hearing that knock at the door must have been incredible. If the husband refused to surrender one of his family, a trick would be placed on the house. That trick, members of the raiding party would draw a large hexagram using human blood on the front door. They got the blood for the hexagram from a dead body they dragged around with them using a cable toe. The demonic host would be attracted to this hexagram and would invade the house, causing one or even more of the inhabitants to either go insane or die from fright. That's your true origin of trick-or-treat and the jack-o'-lantern. Do you really want to take your kids trick-or-treating? There's forbidden practices specially associated with Halloween. Here are some satanic practices that are absolutely forbidden on the pain of death. Every one of these is uniquely associated with Halloween. Enchantment, the act of influencing by charms and incantation using the practice of magical arts. These practices draw directly on the power of Satan. Witchcraft, dealing with demonic spirits using their prescribed methods, rituals, and the magic arts. And today, thanks to Harry Potter and the Lord of the Rings, witchcraft is skyrocketing in popularity. Television shows that show witches are on every single channel. Go to a video store sometime, walk down the whole alley. You'll see all kinds of witchcraft. Sorcery, divination, wizardry, necromancy, the communication with the dead. Specifically conjuring up the dead spirits for purposes of magically revealing the future or influencing the course of events. The name comes to mind, Helena Blavatsky, Adolf Hitler. held her in high esteem. Adolf Hitler followed the practice of charming as he dealt with the leaders of Europe before the Second World War in Britain and Russia. 
British Prime Minister Chamberlain was totally charmed by Hitler as he tried to appease the German dictator in Munich in 38. Chamberlain was so totally charmed by Hitler, he enthusiastically proclaimed after returning from Munich with the visit that he had achieved peace in our time. Charming is the practice of putting a spell on somebody in order to change or control their mind or behavior. Wizards love to get their enemies in a one-on-one -on -one because they can charm them through the use of ritual done before the meeting and by the demonic host, Satan, living within them, convince them. Spaceman, go ahead, Steve. You're on the new Mojo Radio, 640 Toronto. Go ahead. Yasha Yahweh, protection and guidance, space. I just want to tell all the listeners, also, Halloween derived from the ancient druid, Sam Hain, or end of summer. Sam Main derived from the Greek meaning Satan. And another thing uh, people need to check out is Jesus, which it means swine in Latin. And check out church in the Oxford English Dictionary, which means witch, a sorceress that changes men into swine. Spelled C-I-R-C-E. Pardon me? Spelled C-I-R-C-E. Correct. Thank you so much for that. Blessings. Spaceman, Mojo Radio, 640 Toronto. Coming back with more. Let's talk about Eminem. Let's talk about the Super Bowl last year. Let's talk about the Patriots. The new mo Now is the time for me to ride to my feet. Broadcasting the videotape from Assam the American, wearing a mask, of course. And it looked to me like it was a B actor from Hollywood. And they claim they obtained it last week from an English-speaking man who threatens bloody new Al-Qaeda attacks on America. But ABC said that U.S. intelligence officials could not authenticate the man's voice. What a plant this guy was. They go on to say U.S. intelligence officials say while they still cannot authenticate the voice on the tape, it has all the trademarks of an Al-Qaeda 
production. <laughs> well, it had the logo of Al-Qaeda in the corner. So they're clearly pressing here. Oh, and ABC said, uh, ABC said authorities were taking the tape seriously and they had given copies of it to 13 current and former U.S. officials, including George W. got himself a copy, too. And I guess that Assam, the American, threatening a greater attack than 9-11 wasn't enough. It just didn't do the job. It didn't get anyone excited. It had no power. So I guess they picked up the phone and said, well, we need an Osama tape. So they got that Friday. So it's really heating up. I mean, did Osama bin Laden make the tape to endorse John Kerry as president? <laughs> Because on the tape, they, he says that the security of America is not in the hands of Kerry or Bush. It's in the hands of the people. They can vote in the good guy or the bad guy. Now, I just want to rewind, since we're only two days away from Election Day here. It's looming. I'm compelled, um, I'm compelled to point out these facts about the 2004 omen that I've been talking about over the past few shows a while ago on the new Mojo Radio 640 Toronto on A View From Space. This involves that Super Bowl where the New England Patriots beat the Carolina Panthers. The omen itself then had more to do with a halftime show featuring Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake. And an accompanying Pepsi commercial that also featured three young female singers, Beyonce, Pink, and Britney Spears. And it's all about symbolism here. As we're getting closer now to the American election, you can see the symbolism because of our hindsight. The symbolism was of a youthful rebellion that's coming against oppression, against oppression, or in this case, the Patriot Act, and for liberty. It was a foreshadowing of, of what's to transpire later in the year, and we're almost on that time. I'm talking about the Athens Olympics and the United States presidential election. They're a huge part of this 2004 omen that was manifest in the Super Bowl celebrations of last January. The Pepsi commercial, if you saw it or if you can recall it, naturally, carrying the notion of the choice of a new generation, seemed to say it all with what's going to happen with Tuesday's election. The ad storyline takes place in a Greek-Roman Colosseum where three female gladiators, notice they're female, find themselves being forced to fight each other for the entertainment of a young king watching from his throne. 
Now, the visual setting points to the Olympic Games in Greece, right? And the meaningless fight for the king is the Iraq War. It being the meaningless fight. The gladiators representing the young America notice they're females again they're representing the soldiers who refuse to fight and so rebel against the king who in the symbolism in the commercial would be George W. Bush and as they sing we will rock you at the end the king is dethroned and threatened by an approaching lion who's John Kerry playing the role of a lion more royal blood in him than George W. And the lion, of course, being a symbol for the royals in Britain, whom John Kerry is related to. This was in February. Now we're in late October. We're seeing the scenario playing right in front of us. The young And a lot of the black people are evidently fired up, especially as rumors of a military draft have been talked about. John Kerry even mentioned it, saying that a draft is coming. And they're registering, the young people are registering to vote in record numbers in the states. They're going to become the big factor in this year's supposedly dead heat election. And if you'll recall the stories, they had P. Diddy out flogging for him. Bruce Springsteen was out with John Kerry. They had a lot of huge music stars getting people out, motivated people, motivating the young people to go out and vote. I think they're going to show you, and this is just a a guess but when it comes to breaking the tie they're going to point to the youth vote that puts one or the other over the top now I'm not sure which one it's going to be but let's continue now comes the Andy Bush music video just released by Eminem it's called Mosh it's already starting to create some buzz on the web it sends a clear message to the young voters who are already concerned about what's going on under the Bush presidency. And this is the go sign. Even MTV, risking controversy, played the video day before yesterday, seemingly continuing its role in that scenario of that Super Bowl halftime show because they were the ones that put Nipplegate on the air. MTV produced all of that, which is owned by Viacom also the parent company of CBS. Recall the 60 Minutes and that whole debacle with Dan Rather and George W. Bush's Air Force record. MTV is the TV channel of the young generation, just like Pepsi claims to be the choice of a new generation, owned by one of the Saudi cousins to King Fahd, Prince Alwaleed. Pepsi is. And so, successful or not, this epitomizes the anticipated youth rebellion that's designed to dethrone the king. Listen to a track, or a part of a track from Eminem. They ain't gonna stop us, they can't. 
was hurling ammo than ever. They tell us no, we say yeah. They tell us stop, we say go. Rebel with a rebel yell. Rain how we gon' let them know. Rain play push up, push, fuck push. Until they bring us roots home, come on, just come along. Follow me as I lead through the darkness. Stop providing just enough spark if we need to proceed. Carry on, give me hope, give me strength. Come with me and I won't do you wrong. track from Eminem's brand new album that's coming out very soon. That is called Marsh, creating a lot of buzz on the web. And you heard the words. It's perfect timing from MTV, Viacom, CBS, for the American election to dethrone the king. The youth vote could be the deciding factor. Because the Illuminati said so. The new Mojo Radio, 640 Toronto. It's a view from space. Back with more in a minute. M&M, 
from his new video, Mosh, from his upcoming album, Encore. They've just released that track that you've just heard a clip from on the new Mojo Radio, 640 Toronto, with a spaceman on a view from space. This is pretty much a, an animated video produced in association with Guerrilla News Network. It opens with Eminem reading to school kids in the shadow of the World Trade Center on 9-11, and just like Bush did in Florida on that September 11th morning. Then it cuts to Eminem standing before a wall collaged with newspaper clippings and photos featuring headlines about Bush's foreknowledge of 9-11, including the famous Bush New New York Post headline. Also, the civil rights abuses of the Patriot Act are mentioned, maltreatment of the soldiers, war profiteering, and even the Illuminati's all-seeing eye is right at the end of the video. And then Eminem is rallying a crowd of young people to action, right? Crying, F. Bush! As black helicopters buzz over the overhead. And then this is intercut with a scene of a soldier coming home only to immediately receive an order sending him back to Iraq. As Eminem calls Bush, this monster, this coward we empowered, one of the infamous Bin Laden videos plays on a television in Eminem's video only to have Osama Bin Laden's backdrop actually collapse to reveal a giggling Dick Cheney and Don Rumsfeld on a Hollywood set that's the video the lyrics slam the government's psychological warfare as the animated Eminem leads a crowd of youth to a voting booth, but maybe, just maybe, Eminem isn't cynical enough. He could have put in a word or two about the electronic voting scam machines, couldn't he have? But obviously, the Illuminati doesn't want him to send that message to the youth of America. They want your vote counts, not your vote won't count. At least Eminem hasn't fallen into the trap of endorsing Bush's sworn bones blood brother, Kerry. But you know what? He came very close in a Rolling Stone interview, the latest new one. And by the way, this last video Eminem produced in association with GNN, White America, was banned from MTV networks before. But they're playing this new one. I've got more to say on Eminem. He's being used to motivate the youth of America. Eminem is actually M and M, which actually means and stands for Mary Magdalene, the mother of the Antichrist. Jesus Christ, Mary Magdalene, Mary. This is the whole Da Vinci Code thing. Wrapped up now in an M&M package. And that M&M theme was prominent in the Athens game symbolism. M&M, 
Mary Magdalene, an alter ego of Venus. Ishtar, another name, is a huge part of that underlying context behind the super torch ritual that climaxed during the Olympics. And in that Pepsi video, or that commercial in the Super Bowl, there was a row of M's that were clearly seen on the inner walls of the Colosseums where the gladi gladiators were down there supposedly to fight. They actually wrote the M's on the sidewalls, like we do the ads on the boards at the hockey rink. And it's, to me, only fitting that it would be M&M, and M, 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 Mary Magdalene, to rise to defeat the rebellion against the king of the final days leading up to the election, don't you think? Be perfect. The Illuminati does not miss a trick. Neither do I covering it. It's the new Mojo Radio, 640 Toronto. It's a view from space. Back with more. Next. Places you didn't know existed. This is a view from space with Gary Bell, only on the Nemo Joe Radio, 640 Toronto. I'm the guy that called space on the Nemo Joe Radio, 640 Toronto. Talking about M&M, just played a couple of sound bites from his new single, Mosh. That is uh, on his upcoming album, Encore, that's just been released. And uh, he's, really, uh, he's really bashing Bush on it. And it was just released two days ago. The timing is uncanny. Almost as uncanny as the Osama pop-up on your television newscast. Hi, Canary. It's the Spaceman on the new Mojo Radio 640 Toronto. I'd like you to know I'm not cheap. Talk is never cheap. Um, it's good here, so I'll be quick. I want to ask you what you know about these Bin Laden videos, because I've tuned in late, and I've been following around the world and getting as much as I can. What's the deal? Uh, you mean, well... Have you seen the transcript? Yeah, 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 sure. The whole 18 minutes? Yeah. The entire 18 minutes? Well, I haven't seen it all. I've read it. You've read it? Yeah. Because they're only showing uh, little clips of it on television. No is one has shown the uh, uh, full 18 minutes. Is, uh, is the translation reliable? Of course not. <laughs> so, uh, you know for a fact so does that it this say guy... Something yeah, about listen, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Osama works for the CIA. Oh, wow, yeah, we know. Well, okay, we know that. So they picked up the phone and they said, hey, you know, we have to, uh, we have to make this election close. We yeah, need a call from Osama. We need to have him appear. Yes, it's, 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 it's almost like having Arnold Schwarzenegger, and he's done that already, too. <laughs> I wanted to ask you, don't you think, you know, I, I, especially the president, you know, butch guy that he is, especially with good old Arnie, I mean, and big, big Cheney, he says, wanted, dead or alive, hunt them and follow them. You can run, but you can't hide, which he then switched to carry. Well, I, I don't know what you think, but he didn't look like he felt like running or hiding. In fact, he was sitting in this studio, I think, wearing uh, the robe of a king. And yes, he referred to the sons of kings mm -hmm. who learned their corruption from the Saudi royal family. Sure. 
and they're all in business together, and they're putting on this wonderful, huge charade for us. So I and the incredible it. thing is that they can actually get these Americans to go over and kill people for them. And, and to change their constitution and take away their personal freedom. But they have us. And you. Uh-huh. That's and right. And our friends have us. That's but, right. But and, and people are, I don't know if they're buying it or not. I don't see how they possibly oh. can. It is so staged. I have to tell you about, do you see Peter Bergen? No, tell me about that. Peter Bergen made a, a wonderful moment in uh, Oxygen has coming back to the democracy. The fourth estate suddenly went, oh, oh, I'm awake. And I'm not dreaming. Help. What happened was Peter, I was watching it from six onwards. Mm-hmm. Case of, you know, they think he's dead. No, they don't think he's dead with the Japanese, everything. I wrote down. And, by the way, before I forget, vice, second time in one month, Vice President Edwards Plain has had trouble. I don't know if you know that. Mm-hmm. I got rest that. Okay, so what Peter Bergen said right from the get-go at 6 a.m. He said, you know, or whatever time it was. He said, I reviewed 24 tapes, and they always do the same thing. We know their MO. They drop them off at an Azure, Azure Bureau. Mm-hmm. We know where they are. There aren't very many of them. It's usually Islamabad in Pakistan. And so... Right. Why because haven't they called uh, the chain of command? Yeah. They brought him back much, much later at 10 p.m., by which time he was pissed, oh, excuse me, um, feeling rather full of all the garbage. And he said that basically that this guy was he, no, no favor, no rantings. He was basically saying calmly, he looked more statesmanlike than the two characters who are sort of going further down the scale as they can, but he was saying, I just want you to know where I'm coming from. And very wise people in the past have said, no, you're enemy. Well, apparently, we're not going to be allowed to see that. Now, it was 18 minutes, then it was 14 minutes because some time was taken out. And apparently through track channel, back channels, State Department U.S., pressured Qatar to get Al Jazeera not to air it. They made a compromise. The tape that the CIA now has, the five minutes-ish, has been kind of released to the media. The rest is still looking at. Now, come on. What's going on? Well, <laughs> they're afraid. Because no. did you see what was in The Guardian? No. The transcript. And it's dangerous. He held it up. It's dangerous. He says nothing about the Pentagon. And he also says, well, I don't know if I should go into it, but we need to, we need to push to get this thing on the air. And we need, we need to do it now before they can fiddle something up. And they need to run it fully in Arabic. They need to run his tape. And then they can run his tape and have a panel of respected translators who studied it to, to help to, to, you know, whatever without agendas, tell us what he wants us to know. We are intelligent people. We're not going to sleep. I'm not going to vote, but you know what I mean. We need to know what, what his grief is because Peter Bergen was so angry that, 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 that this situation, which could easily have been tracked, Gerald Command, you watch the Al Jazeera bureaus, they always do this. He's the 24 tapes in the last year. They all, this is what they do. Mm-hmm. Why wasn't anybody By following? the way, Al Jazeera was the BBC before they handed it over to uh, be the uh, uh, voice for the Arab world. Did you I'm know sorry, that? my phone's a bit dodgy. Could you speak up again? I say it was owned by the BBC. The BBC ran Al Jazeera before they handed it over to be the voice to the Arab world. That's right. Yes. So it's being manipulated. 
by MI6. When? What, what do you mean when? It oh, always has MI6 been. Al Jazeera always has been running it. Or the MI6 has always been running Al Jazeera. Yeah, but I don't. Do you really? I mean, I didn't know that, and I, and you could be absolutely one hundred. And all right. of these, and 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 all of these uh, pieces uh, that everyone's wondering what was said uh, makes no difference. Makes no matter. All it is 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 called. I've got something under this shell. Which which shell is the P under? And there's three of them there. You've got to guess. That's the game they're playing. Well, I think you know. That and all it is designed to do is to say to America. There's a lot going on here. This guy's raised his ugly head and is threatening us again, but we can't let you hear it. Uh, exactly. And, and, why and that's they why afraid? they don't want them to hear it. Because, really, you know, they don't have much to say. Um, how do you know you haven't heard it? Yeah, but I know their game. But how do you know their game? Uh, with all due respect. See, because what I'm saying is Peter Bergen was so angry, he actually kind of spoke the truth. It was one of these realms, and he said that he was, you know, you know they had this, this stupid, stupid, stupid Homeland Defense press conference saying, okay, well, we're really yellow, but, you know, we're going to be like we're orange. But then that, I mean, it's permanent anyway. So they're saying they're changing something that's permanent. But we're going to call it yellow, but really it's orange, but really it's yellow. And then well, when it's they... Well, confusion. And in confusion, people are controlled. I know. And he was sounding like um, Al Gore, and he looked like he was going to ex be exhausted. And when he was asked about the Al Jazeera tape and why can't we see the full tape, he blah, 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 blah. And then he said, I know there's been discrepancy about the way that we received the other tape. Now, this is this... Asa Hawk tape or Asa Van tape? I've only heard about it today. This is Assam the American. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's, it's, the inside it's, joke. It's like I described earlier. You see, this guy is like a B uh, actor from Hollywood. It's yeah, it Mojo Radio, 640 it, Toronto, View from Space. Go ahead. Me? Yes, you. Yeah, okay. So, it's PSYOPs. But the thing is... Well, yes. And that's exactly what Osama's tape is. PSYOPs. And the, the best, is, and the best possible... And, no, what do you think? This should be equal... Time on air. Yeah. I'm being facetious yeah. here, but, but, but the best, but the best possible threat <laughs> is the one that you can't hear. Sorry. The best possible threat that they could deliver is the one that you cannot hear. Which one would that be? Well, the one you're unauthorized to hear. The Bin Laden tape. Yeah. But it has, it has audio. audio it's an audio. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm so tired. And it's an audio cassette. Mm -hmm. It has vision and sound. Mm-hmm. The sounds in Arabic. Yes. But there are plenty of respected Arab. Well, certainly. But the idea is to say that there are some other pieces on that tape that you can't hear puts the question mark and confusion and wonderment into the American electorate's mind. Yeah. And therefore, it works even better than if they knew what he said. It scares them into going to the polls because they have said, through PSYOPs again, I and see. through polls, to say that every time there's a security threat, Bush's popularity rises. So they're right. playing exactly. one off the other. It's a horse race, and this is just another um, part of the race where George Bush sticks his nose in front of Kerry. But may I say that this is where the American people step in, whether Bin Laden suggested it or not. We, as a right, as, an, as a world who's going to be affected by terrorism, can hear the entire unedited 18 minutes mm -hmm. and have it 
but authoritatively, there's probably nothing really spectacular in it. It's there spectacular. is, and I can tell you what I know. What? He doesn't admit to the Pentagon. What he talks about the Ten Towers is, the two, sorry, Two Towers, he um, was inspired by the, well, not inspired, he was so devastated by the falling of the entire Beirut skyline, which was among the most beautiful resorts in the world, when the Israelis and the Americans went in and did what well, Israel's been doing to Palestine and what now we see in Afghanistan. We're seeing destabilization. And it was then that his heart broke. Now, he was the CIA and Mossad and Pakistan and, and Taliban. They're all, like, interwoven. But the, he, 20 years it took before these towers, but it was to be the towers. And he said, now, he may be, you know, making himself look better than he is, but he did make a good point. He said the plan would have been over in 20 minutes if George Bush had decided that instead of it being more important to read a to a little girl about, or hear, hear a little girl talk about her pet goat, mm -hmm. to go and help rescue those people, or why won't those, weren't those buildings empty? Yeah. And he said, you know, um, never did I ever imagine that the commander-in-chief would let 50, 50, he said, thousand people, you know, in, left in those buildings. Well, look at And those this, buildings, this new video you know, contradicts one. Demonize, yeah, demonize. but this video contradicts one that was received on October 10, 2001, in which Osama bin Laden clearly said that someone else had carried out the 9-11 attacks. Well, who translated He said he approved the attacks, but said someone else had actually carried them out. Now, and on this, uh, and on this one, he said he, he was the one who, who, who did it. But was so. this a little sit-around potpourri that they had mm -hmm. when he was supposedly laughing because people didn't know they were going to die? Mm. Uh, yeah, that was Osops. Sure. Because that came out of the pile that Nick Richardson, Robertson from the CNN, mm -hmm. said, Oh, Pete, guess what? One of my sources found a whole bunch of VHS cassettes. So we got as many as we could. So we saw the fake dogs being supposedly gassed. They probably were just put to sleep right. for a little while and they went out and ran. It was so corny. Just like the Iraqis who lost their arms or hands and got these, like, multi-multi-tech sort of you know, uh, uh, I'm sorry, entire, I want to say prophylactics, I don't think that's the right word, um, but they got replacements, but better than any troop will get. And um, what angers me and what angers Bergen is, A, why were they followed? What's going on? 24 times this has happened, and each time they get away. But when Rich came on and was clearly unprepared, and he's, he, he was waffling about the Al Jazeera tape, but the other tape said, well, there's a discrepancy where the Azam tape came from, handed to, to his colleague who didn't know how to answer, and then they cut away. And the thing is, is that there's no... Bergen, Bergen was totally, totally adamant. He said, this is, a, this is a tape about him trying to make the American people, not make, just state his case gently. It's up to them when they decide. He has already said, it's not about Kerry, it's not about Bush. You, the people, you decide. Believe me, believe them, yes, do what you want. Yes, said, this, your security, yeah, that's right. From. And thanks for the call, Kerry. Okay, can I just say one more thing? What's that? Okay, the one more thing I wanted to say was that Bergen was most angry that, that um, Homeland Security should come out over something that was basically a lot of nothing. And when asked the question, 
why do you think he came up blah 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 do you think da 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 and he just looked and scowled this is and he also defended Torobor exactly exactly as has been documented in chain of command by Seymour Hirsch and all the official documents in the in the army the guy told the truth for the first time on mm-hmm. media Torobor was also a we have to we have to insist on that full tape and we have to get it uh, they don't own it. They don't own it. blowing smoke because, <laughs> hey, you know what? Don't give up. All, all, all Captain, it is, Captain all it is, is to get people worked up that Osama bin Laden is threatening America one more time. And here we go with a horse race with only two days to go before the election. What a thrill, isn't it? It's the new Mojo Radio, 640 Toronto. It's the Spaceman. Back with the final segment in a moment. And there's a really good reason. Get ready to find out things you never knew and be amazed by what you should know. It's a view from space on New Mojo Radio, 640 Toronto. It's Spaceman with only a minute left. The New Mojo Radio, 640 Toronto. I say one quick thing here. Just three days before the election, a new video supposedly from Osama bin Laden, takes Bush off a hook for 9-11 by admitting that he ordered the original attacks on 9-11-2001. That's right, Osama bin Laden publicly injecting himself into the campaign, just like Eminem's video. All this just a few hours before America goes to the polls. And it looks like uh, just days before the American troops go to the polls to cast their vote for president, old Osama bin Laden suddenly resurfaces to help out his longtime oil partner, George W. Bush, in an effort to get reelected. This video appeared so close to the election, no independent group will have time to verify verify the authenticity. But you can count on the CIA declaring the video is authentic later today, probably. Can I just leave you with this one little fact? After the, uh, the election is on Tuesday, I will not speak to you or be able to speak to you until next Saturday night. I'm going to say right now we still will not know who the president of the United States will be. I believe it will be settled by a court. And here's the one thing that I want to leave you with. Every 11th president is a Democrat. That is to say, number one, number two, number three, number four, number five, six, all the way up to 11. The first 11th president was James Knox Polk, a Democrat. Then the 22nd president was Stephen Grover Cleveland, a Democrat. Then the 32nd, you get where I'm coming from? The 32nd president was Harry Truman, who ushered in the nuclear age. Now, 11 more after the 33rd president, it will be the 44th president. And what age will the 44th president usher in and will it 
stay true to being a Democrat. Coast to coast next. This is the new Mojo Radio 640 Toronto on Space. I'm out. The new Mojo Radio. 